Some of the things we've already gone over are a word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, very controversial, it's okay, and the interpretation of tongues. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the gift of faith. But before I want to start that, I would like to um, invite Bobby up and Sarah. Last week, uh, Bobby was up here during worship, if you remember, if you were here, or you watched it on YouTube, and he gave an utterance in another tongue. So while I was sitting down there, I'm thinking, do I need to give an interpretation? I'm kind of new at this. Or does he... But something happened that Bobby and I, we talked about it afterwards, and I want him to give an explanation, to give clarity. I think it's a very good teaching moment, and then Sarah's going to share as well. So if you guys would just give me your attention. Well, last week was uh, interesting. Uh, of course, all our weeks are interesting. You know, God's doing great things in our lives, and sometimes those great things come right in the middle of uh, troublesome Times, You know, when he works in our life, uh, a lot of times we're so caught up in, in various things going on and all the all maybe a pain of something or a, a real rough moment, you know, or whatever. And yet God's right in the midst of it saying and doing things. And so um, that was going on with me last week, and, and sometime I, I told some that it was uh, the morning before, like on Saturday, but uh, I don't really know exactly when it was. It was like Saturday or it was Friday night or it was Saturday night. I'm not real sure because I was just kind of, like Paul says, now I'm going to discuss the things about uh, seeing and hearing God, uh, 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 all these visions and dreams. And uh, so some of that was going on, and I was I was seeing and, and hearing some things from the Lord. And I heard that uh, Kathy Boyer was going to stand up and speak. And, and so, uh, you know, I was just searching my heart as to what God was doing with me, you know, and so on and so forth. But when he said that, uh, I was, I was, I'd seen a, somebody give, a message in tongues. And when they gave that message in tongues, uh, there was another brother standing here, and he interpreted the message in tongues. And, and God showed me how family works together. You know, we, if you're in charismatic groups, you, you've seen that a lot, so sometimes, you know, you might just rush it off. Well, that's kind of what happens, and you sort of expect it to happen. But it was like he spoke something extra to me, and he said, so this is family. This is, uh, this is one part of me working with another part of me, working things together. And so, you know, there, it's a phrase. You know, what do you do with phrases? You know, you just sort of take them in and you go on. But then he said, Kathy's going to st- stand up and speak. So here we are, we're worshiping up here last Sunday morning, and uh, I had felt that God was going to do something big. As a matter of fact, I even told the guys we, we kind of got over here in the room, and Dave's working was with us, and, you know, there's several of us there, and we were 
we were talking, and I was talking about how I knew God was going to do something really big this morning. I, you know, I just knew it. I just, I was expecting. I was expecting. And I, I can't emphasize to you how much good it is for you to expect God. You need to expect God. And so there it was. And so we're up here worshiping. And the songs that we were singing, uh, there were phrases and things that, that were in there. And, and I was seeing these words come across. They were in there in the air. They were just coming across, you know. And, and I'm thinking, wow, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. And, I'm, you know, I'm trying to stay composed and, and do uh, be a part of the worship team and everything. And I'm seeing this. And so uh, we come to an end there. And I had kind of backed away. And I just, I just felt like God was pushing and something had to come out, you know. And I began to speak in tongues. This is, that's not what I normally do. You all have known me for many, many years. And that's not a normal thing for me. But I, I did. I spoke in tongues. And I, I kind of, my eyes were closed or I was in such a vision that I didn't see anything else. I, there was just nothing else. The next thing I heard was I heard Kathy standing here speaking. And I'm saying, oh, Lord, you showed me that Kathy was going to come. And the thing that you showed me about Kathy coming what he, what he did, I'm rehearsing, I'm saying, Lord. And then I heard the words that he spoke when he told me, showed me that, that night, whatever time it was. He said, she's your sister. You are her brother. And he was saying family. And he was saying working as a family. Family working together. I see, a, I see a man working and I see his son alongside him. And I see the work not being work anymore. I see it being good. I see it being full. I see it being rewarding. And, and that going on. And so when Kathy came up and she was speaking here, I'm saying, God, you're just filling me over. You're, you're flooding me over. Because you're showing me things about the body working together. And I'd seen, been seeing those words. Well, then Dave spoke and gave an excellent word. It was just it was a blessing. Dave is a blessing. The word that you gave... Uh, it spoke to many hearts. It was just a really good word, and I, I just want to extend appreciation there to Dave. Uh, you know. And then the next voice was Sarah's voice, and she was speaking, and she was saying the words that I'd been seeing. You know. And I, I just seeing those words out there, and, and she opened her mouth, and she said, and I said, well, God, I know that Kathy was in on this. I know she was a part of this. And yet, here's another from another place saying the words. So, it's just amazing, the family. It's amazing. It's the, 
same spirit. We have different gifts, different things going on. All of us are gifted in some area, and, and all of us certainly can function in any of them because of the Spirit of Christ that dwells in us. And we've been birthed. Our spirit has been birthed by the Father. He is our Father. So being birthed of Him, being made alive of Him, we have His Spirit, so we have what He's doing. And all that Pastor Josh has been sharing with us, you know, and, and the faithfulness there and where we're walking right now, that's, that's what was going on. So that's, that's that uh, real comfortable thing. So, Sarah, you want to just share what kind of what you were feeling yeah. there? Um, yeah. It was, it was really awesome. Um, when he started speaking in tongues, you know, I was just praying, and, um, and I started getting a word, and, and the Lord was telling me, like, he kept saying the word interpretation. So it was like a word on top of a word. It's kind of crazy. So he gave me the word of, um, you know, the words that we speak, the words that we sing, not letting those be empty and not letting them just fall to the ground. And, and you know, we're just going through the motions. But basically, like, we're talking about the God who created us. Oh, man, we could go on and on, right? Like, he's so, so, so awesome. And we can't just, like, let this time together, this corporate worship um, just be something that we go through the motions of. It, it's it's too late in the game. We have to mean it. Don't sing it if you don't mean it. If you're not there in your heart, then get get there in your heart. But um, but I just really felt like he was giving me the interpretation for him. Well, I'm I'm kind of bad about just like, you know, I got my eyes closed. I'm not looking around. I don't want to be distracted, and and just starting to speak and not look around and make sure I'm not cutting someone off. So so like all right i better i better open my eyes and make sure i'm not going to cut someone off at the microphone and so kathy was there and um and i waited and then david and and i waited and then i spoke and um and so that was really 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 the lord's faithfulness you know his word says that he will do these things that he'll give interpretations for tongues we don't need to fear of that not happening if we're moving in the spirit we don't need to fear he's not going to give an interpretation for the tongues um but these are exciting times uh, and then one other thing I really feel like he's saying, if that's okay, Josh, you know, I don't want anybody, if you're new here, to think like, oh, this church, all they care about is supernatural. All they care about is like these experiences because, man, that is, that couldn't be further from the truth. We want Jesus. Our eyes are fixed on him. You know, we, we're just working more towards that goal of like walking in him 24-7, uh, praying unceasingly, um, that he is our goal. He is our, our eyes are on him and it has to be there. It can't be on, Ooh, do I get to say a word today? Am I going to speak in tongues today? Am I going to, you know, is God, is the spirit going to move? Which are all awesome things. We're supposed to desire those things. Yes. We want his spirit to move every day, but more than anything, we cannot shift our focus from Jesus. And through that, everything else will flow. He'll give us all the words we're going to speak and all the prayers we're going to pray and everything else. But if our eyes are not fixed on him, then we're coming from a not right place. If we're only focusing on the supernatural. So I hope that's okay to say. Amen. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part... But then I shall know just as I also am known. Now, 
and now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now, we can have all kinds of gifts and things happening, uh, but if we don't have love, all that's nothing. It means nothing. So, it's, it's that, that love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, you know, that he said, Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And I'd like to kind of insert something there. It wasn't so much that we came to perform big feats and all this and everything, but uh, it says, not with wisdom of words, uh, to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be of no effect. So without love, we, the cross of Christ would be of no effect. But with love, then the functions of the body of Christ are full and complete, and they're right, and they help us and strengthen us in everything. So come expecting. Have a relationship with God every day. Talk with Him all the time. He's your best friend. He's, he's the closest one to you. Let Him talk with you and walk with you all day long. And, uh, and we will see the power of God. Thanks, Josh. Bobby and Sarah, thank you very much. Yeah, I got a call like at midnight about that thing, and it's the battery thing back there. So, yes, anyway, Lord, just shut that stupid thing up. But the thing is, I know um, sometimes the gifts do get kind of looked at sideways and askew. Um, it is not the main thing, though. The main thing, as Mike Tomlin, coach of the Steelers, says, the main thing is we got to keep the main thing the main thing. That's Jesus Christ and the cross. And um, you can get off on these other things, the little streams. We are looking towards the river of life, which is Christ. And... Um, my dad always liked to point out, too, that um, we don't want to become eccentric, which is basically just meaning you're off-center, focusing on things that are just not from the Lord at the moment and stuff. So we should always bring it back to the main thing, which is, which is Jesus. Does he want us to have all these things? Yes, he absolutely does. And um, the thing is, we should desire spiritual things because we are spiritual beings, but, you know, as one of my favorite teachers always talked about, is like there should always be a practical application. It should be worked out in your marriage. It should be worked out with your children and in your family and in your communities and in your business. And when you go to work, all these things. God is concerned about each one of these things. So, yes, it is wonderful to get caught up in the highest heavens but we still got feet that are on the ground. They've got to walk through these things each and every day. You know, we still do. These things do help us, though. It gives us a taste of the powers that are going to come in a world that definitely needs it.
So, just destroy that thing, man. <laughs> I know you've got some power in you to do things like that, but we'll get through this. Lord, help me not be distracted. So the last of the four that we want to talk about are gifts of faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles, and then finally prophecy. And today we're going to talk about the gift of faith. And I will tell you, like most of the things I've studied and gotten into and just meditated on in God's Word throughout the weeks and months of talking about the gifts, this has been a struggle for me. It has not been easy, and the gift of faith has been very difficult as far as, like, I felt like I had to mine a little bit more, study a little bit more than I'm used to, but, you know, I think in that it's a good thing, too. I need to, to push through, and um, it's not going to be long, but I just hope that you guys can grasp a hold of um, what God is saying here, and I just pray that the Lord just... Lord, just open up our eyes and our ears. Lord, give us ears that are inclined towards your word. Lord, that you would, through each of these things, reveal, Lord, your great son. And, um, amen. Faith. So we know that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And as far as I could tell... I wish I had to face this. Shut that thing off. Three different types of faith. We have that faith that we have just to live by each day. Um, that would be kind of like our ongoing personal relationship with the Lord. And um, that is something that we grow in. I really do believe that. It's a relationship with the Lord, and that that faith is kind of like a common faith. Um, if you guys want to turn to Galatians 3.11. Galatians 3, verse 11. But that no one is justified by the law in sight of God is evident. For the just or the righteous shall live by faith. This is also stated in Romans, Romans 1.17. You don't have to turn there. If you beat me there, it's good. Starting in verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation or unto salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Verse 17. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And of course, we know with Habakkuk, that was where these scriptures are getting quoted from. That's our daily walk faith that we need. Every day, that common faith. But we should be in that as well growing from faith to faith. And we also have something called the fruit of faith. This is also in Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 
Galatians 5, starting with verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness. There it is. Faithfulness. So, one of the fruits, and it is different from a gift. Fruit is different from a gift. Can you guys say that? Okay. A gift you can get, like, in a moment. Now, here's your birthday present, boy. Oh, yes, a 9 millimeter. Thank you, Dad. That can be instantaneous. But fruit takes what? It takes time. It takes time. That's why long-suffering or patience is in there. <laughs> and one of you guys who grow or have grown something this year, it just takes time. It takes time for the fruit to come forth. It doesn't come forth in a minute. So one of the things the enemy would love for you to do is reject the gift. Just keep it on a shelf. Don't use it. But then panic and freak out about the gifts, or the, not the gifts, but the, the fruit. You should have it by now. You should, why can't you get this? Satan's always wanting us to rush us along, get us in that panic mode. And we shouldn't be doing either of those things. So, fruit takes time. And we see here that faithfulness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It takes time. But as we continue on with our common faith that we need day to day, over time, this will begin to work out in us. Faithfulness. God wants us to be faithful. If we are people of faith, we will be faithful people in everything that we do. He doesn't want you saying, well, I'll do that, and then, well, I got a little overwhelmed, I better not do it. He wants us to be people, men and women of our word. If you say it, do it. Small and big things, it's important to them. So the last part, excuse me, is going to be the supernatural faith. And if you guys could turn to Mark 11. This is the gift of faith. Mark 11. Again, I'm reading out of the uh, New King James, one of my favorite versions. I enjoy it a lot. Mark 11, we'll start with verse 12. Now the next day, when they had come out of Bethany, he, Jesus, was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. But when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And in response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit of you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Going down to verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. 
which is not a great translation. If you go to the Greek, it says, have the faith of God. There is a difference. And it's not faith in faith. It's faith in a person. Have the faith of God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you've received them, and you will have them. That is an important thing. And we also know from our Master, from the Lord Jesus Christ too, though, He didn't ask for things unless He heard directly from the Father. Even His own desires, even as He was perfect in every way, guilty of nothing, His humble attitude in this whole thing was like, Father, I want to do Your will. And I want you to do. I want to do what you're telling me to do. You are my food. And that's something, the heart of a disciple. I think these things are wonderful. We should ask. But I think even before then, as we grow and mature in the Lord, we should be asking, Father, what is your will? What do you want me to do with this money that I just got all of a sudden? Is it your money or his? I think we have liberty in Christ to do a lot of things, to be free. I'm not going to make anything dogmatic here. I think God is looking for people, though, that want to do His will, just like the bondservant. The disciple, as we're learning to hear and obey and listen, to learn from the Master, hopefully, and I think we will get there, have the heart of a bondservant. Where it's like, Lord, this is your day. i got a day off. What do you want me to do? What is your will? And I just believe that we have to be just like Jesus in these, in these things. Even if it's good and we think we should do it, I'm always a big thing. is like, Lord, do you want us to do it? If there's a need, that doesn't necessarily mean that we've got to rush and try to figure out what the need and try to, you know, get something over there. But we should always seek the Lord first. What are you saying? And we can't have a faith either that just sits there and is like, yeah, I believe, you know, go be fed, be warm. Faith without works is totally dead. And you guys hear what I'm saying? Okay. I want to make sure I'm not getting far off, but I, I believe that I'm hitting some points here. Billy's giving me a nod, so. <laughs> so Jesus, all he said, he didn't rise up and scream or shout. He just simply spoke to the tree. You're never going to bear fruit again. And that was that, and the disciples heard it, and they remembered it. <clears throat> Nothing wrong getting excited about things, but sometimes it's just good to speak that word calmly. Especially when we start to receive that faith that comes from God alone. It's a different type of faith. 
And at the end of this, I want to share something that I hope will kind of bring some of it home. So be patient with me. Have the faith of God. It's supernatural. It's a divine faith. It's a mustard seed. That's all we need from God is that mustard seed faith of God. That's it. It's all we need. And we can't conjure it up. Turn to Matthew 8. Matthew eight fourteen. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served them. And when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. Demons exist. And he cast out the spirits with a what? Word. And healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So again, we see Jesus having that, the gift of faith just to speak the word to drive an evil spirit out of him. And also remember later on where Peter, after Jesus had already ascended and he was one of the leaders in the church in Acts, and I believe it was, was it Tabitha? She's the widow that had passed away. And a lot of the women were just beside themselves because she was such a saint. Um, they showed Peter all the, the different clothes that she had um, knitted and wove for them. And all the good deeds, and they just pled with Peter. And he went to her, and she was dead in the upper room. Was it Tabitha? Or is it Dorcas? Okay, thank you. Seth, edit that out so it looks like I know what I'm talking about. Thank you. (laughs) Peter went next to her and just prayed. And he said, Arise. And she did. She arose. So, the gift of faith gets us from stopping looking at ourselves and what we can do. Remember the prophets of Baal. As they were calling on Baal. Oh, Baal, help us. Bring fire down. And how they went into their occultic frenzy, slashing themselves Sweating like crazy. Elijah sitting there mocking him, making fun of him. And then nothing happened at all. And then Elijah, having that faith, I believe, the gift of faith. And as he prayed to the Lord God, and then fire fell, it changed the course of the nation forever. We've got to be the same way. The gift of faith expressed in a word of authority.
The authority that we have comes from God. If you're not under the authority of God, you don't have authority. You can't be an authority to yourself. And uh, try that in an army sometime or navy. I'm going to fire these torpedoes. No one told you to. It is a chain of command. But it's also a family, like Bobby and Sarah shared. But even within a family, there's a chain of command. Because if you don't learn in a family how to listen to your parents and obey and to do the things they've asked you to do, how are you going to be a help later on to something even more important? You won't. And you guys have all worked with people, I'm sure, out there in the world who are just an authority to themselves. No one likes to play ball with them. They are very difficult. So we'll be closing up pretty soon. I want to share a couple of things before we end. Um, years ago, and I think you guys remember, I think it was around 2002, um, Beck and I were still going to the inn. And um, there was this business across the street. Do you guys remember what that was from the Christian Training Center? Old Wyatt Witchery. That piece of garbage place. Anyway. And um, I guess they sold candles and whatever other dark nonsense that they did there. And I remember we had a retreat at the, at the inn, which is called the Christian Training Center, right across the street from Wyatt Witchery. It's not a coincidence that the enemy likes to do those type of things. Um, at nighttime, we're out there praying and um, having a good time with, I believe, some youth groups. And you could hear those guys playing their bongos at night and chanting and doing all kinds of other uh, demonic nonsense. And they wouldn't be doing it if there wasn't power and something in it. You know, they're not just doing it, just whatever. There's real power in it. It's a dark power, though. And it's real. And... Um, so I remember one of us, or during that time, we prayed against that place. Either convert these pagans, Lord, or get rid of that place. And today, one stands and one is gone. And um, I believe that had to do with part of the prayer that we prayed. Light is greater than darkness. Darkness will never be able to comprehend the light. And I believe that right there was something that came from the Lord, that gift of faith. Just speak a word. We don't have to holler or play drums or go march around their place and stuff like that. Say, be converted or be gone. They gone. Now, we still want them converted always until the very end. That should be our heart. We shouldn't rejoice. God says that he takes no pleasure in the destruction or the death of the wicked. We have to become like the master, too. That takes time. Finally, the last thing. Um, I've been sitting on this for about nine years. And um, 
we were in Georgia during that time, and Becky was uh, getting ready to have our third baby, Rosa, and I had always wanted with all my heart to have a little girl. And um, I love Nate and Seth and Caleb, you know, my three boys. But I know in my heart is like, I just want a little girl, Lord. I just want one. And um, before that, um, we had lost two previous kids after Nate. And just went through, I went through a very dark time um, with pretty deep depression. You know, the questions that come is like, is something that I did? Something I could have done? Maybe it's my sins, as David said from the past, that have reached out and I'm paying for it now. Um, by the way, those things aren't true. That's the enemy messing with you. But at the time, it sounds like, yeah, maybe I'm being punished. Don't. And I still don't know to this day why. That's okay. But I remember Becky was getting pretty sick um, with Rose, and it's like, it's happening again. Dear God, we're going to lose another one. And I don't know, I believe that she had been born, and then she got really sick um, with something. I think it was RSV. I can't remember. She had really high fever. Um, it was not good. And I remember thinking, it's like, God, please don't take her. You know, please don't take her from me. We've gone through, like, not, poor Becky, nine months of being sick and stuff. That poor woman. And now we've got this beautiful baby girl. And I remember I had a dream. Two nights in a row, it was the same thing. And in the dream, I was standing, like, in a dark gray room. And before me was the Grim Reaper. But he was giant. He was probably like 20 or 30 feet high. And I remember feeling just absolutely small. And I remember the despair that hit me. And it's like, it's going to happen again. And I woke up. And I was like, oh, I was in such a mood. And then the next night, the same dream happened again. There he was standing before me. And I was scared. And... All of a sudden, there was like a ray of hope, though. And I felt a presence in the dream that there was someone behind him so much larger and that it was the Lord. So I woke up from that dream. And I remember that Sunday, for the first time ever, I never had spoken in that church ever. <laughs> uh, we had a really good pastor, Brother John. And uh, I remember I got up, and I just felt just power just coming. And it was, I knew it wasn't me, but I knew I had to speak. And I got up, and I just said, this child of ours is not going to die. She is going to live. And I said, I, the Lord, I believe the Lord. He's going to bring life. And I didn't go on much longer. I sat down. And lo and behold, she's going to be ten pretty soon. He's good all the time. 
That's not to say that you don't walk through dark times. You will. He is there. Death might be there. Disease might be there. There's someone much greater behind them and greater inside of you. So, as Sarah was sharing, it's time for us to shift our mindset. To stop thinking about what we're going to do and to ask, Lord, what would you want us to do? Keep it simple for us, Lord. I pray that you guys are blessed by this. I'm not really sure where else to go after this, but there's a lot of darkness and bad things going on. I just feel from the Lord, though, it's like, what great opportunity for His light to shine in His people. So get ready. Learn to use these tools that the Lord has given you. Invest in them. And I can't wait to keep talking about other things coming up. I think I'm just going to pray for you guys and dismiss. Father, we thank you that you are the Father of lights. And in you there is no darkness or any shadow. We thank you that you sent your Son to show us the way to be that elder brother. Show us that we could do it through you. Father, we thank you again for the gift of the Holy Spirit, which you promised so long ago that each one of us as a believer has the living God inside of them encouraging, helping reminding empowering to do the things that you did Master and let's pray that you would be with each of us this week Lord, that we could walk these things out in all that we do, whether it's work or play or traveling, in all that we do, God, we would bring you glory. Thank you for this great people. Lord, I pray for continued healing, or for the members who need it. Lord, I pray that our faith would not fail. Even when we stumble and fall, you are there to catch us. Bless these people, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.